Hello, this is Nicole Starsky, and this is our first episode of our podcast analyzing the book Night by, I hope this, I pronounced this correctly because this is going to be how I pronounce it through the, throughout the series, Eli Weasel. Um, we're just going to be doing mostly setup stuff in this episode, which is like identifying things we're going to further analyze in other episodes. Take the example, we are going to identify the main challenges of our protagonist here, and we're going to follow how those challenges progress, how Eli's solutions progress, and things like that. With that set up out of the way, it's time for us to introduce our main characters. Knight only has one main character, and that's Eli Weasel himself, the author, because this is a biography. Well, yeah. Um, Eli, at the time of the story, is 15 years old and is a Transylvanian Jew living in Sighet, who was quite interested in studying the Kabbalah and becoming more invested in his faith through a well-known citizen in the village, Moishe. His family consisted of his mother, father, his oldest sister, Hilda, second oldest sister, B. Eli himself, and then the youngest child in the family, a seven-year-old girl named Zipporah, who was obviously his sister. Now it's time for us to identify the main challenges of the protagonist. First, we're going to start off with some historical context so that this all seems, you know, smooth. Um, inspired by Dietrich Eckhart's anti-Semitic poetry, Hitler and the Nazi party spewed incredibly anti-Semitic rhetoric, with the ultimate plan to round up and exterminate Europe's Jews via a long, complicated process of enclosing them in ghettos and later concentration camps. The Nazis also invaded neighboring countries in search of Lebensraum, the German word for living space, and Hungary was on the chopping block. Transylvania just so happened to be in Hungary. Given this background, we can now fully understand the main challenges of our protagonist, Eli, most of which are Nazi-related or directly caused by the Nazis. The main challenges he's facing currently, um, from up to Chapter 3, which is where we're stopping for this podcast, um, consist of rapidly diminishing rights. Um, This happens on the seventh day of Passover, when the Nazis arrested prominent Jewish leaders. Days later, they made the Jews wear their yellow star. Jews then could not go to public places, and then later, the ghettos of Sikhet were established. Two ghettos, one larger, one smaller, but both were eventually, both inhabitants would eventually go to Auschwitz. Now it's time for us to identify who makes choices for the protagonist and or influences them. Starting off, Moishe influences uh, Eli in terms of religious fervor because Eli looks up to Moishe and wants to become as dedicated to his faith as him. Additionally, the Jewish community influences him because he ends up sharing their continued optimism despite the tragic circumstances. And then finally, the Nazis influence him by forcing him to move to the ghettos and eventually Auschwitz.
And now it's time for our interview with a character from the book. Today's episode, it's Moishe. <clears throat> Starting off with question one, Moishe, how did you feel when you realized everyone else in the graves was dead? Did you feel as if you were chosen to survive or were you just lucky? Stunned. Absolutely. Words cannot describe it. A cold wave of abject horror. I felt paralyzed as if I'd witnessed the future in my present. I did not feel like I was chosen. I felt lucky. And I felt that if I was that lucky to survive, I must spread the word. Uh, thank you. Now, on to question two. What exactly did you think the Nazis would do when they reached Sighet? The same they did to them all. Shoot them. In fact, I was surprised at their merciful approach. Well, now, now that I come to think of it, it was more of a slow death. For they all met their ends, did they not? Okay, on to our final question for the night. Do you think the Jews of Sikhet deserved to die or deserved whatever fate they did meet because they didn't listen to your warnings earlier? Oh, absolutely not. I warned them to save them after all. The fate I witnessed, the fate I escaped, I would not wish that upon anyone. Anyone but those horrid Nazis themselves. I do regret them not listening, but never did I believe those poor Jews deserved it. Never. No. And finally, now that we're at the end of our first episode, it's time for our thoughts and questions. Thank you, Moshe, for the interview, but it's now time for our thoughts and questions section. So here we go. Some initial thoughts I've had about this novel is that I, I already like the emotional impact it's having. Having been someone who's been very interested in the Holocaust since age 10 or 11, uh, not many personal stories of the Holocaust really get to me anymore because after a certain while of studying it, you do have to come, become numb to a certain extent or else, I mean, your heart would get shattered studying this kind of thing. But this story is really getting emotional to me and I don't know if it's the prose or the writing style or maybe it's the prefits that Eli wrote but I like it a lot. I also appreciate actually how fast-paced the novel is because most holocaust novels or biographies and whatnot um they take a while to get to them getting to Auschwitz and it's a very long book and while that's good for the factual details it doesn't always truly display how quickly everything moved because keep in mind this was in a matter of years and sometimes months that these kinds of changes would happen and so Eli really portrayed that well by making the no novel fast-paced so like two pages ago they were at home and now they're boarding the cattle cars to Auschwitz so you make it fast-paced like that and you give the reader that sense of panic, everything's moving too fast, that the Jews undoubtedly felt, although not to scale, obviously. But those are some of my thoughts on the novel. Um, and some of my questions going into the next set of three chapters is, 
um, how long the optimism of the Hungarian Jews will last, because the Jews of Sikha, at least, were incredibly optimistic, even um, when they were being put on the transports to Auschwitz, and that's pretty remarkable to me, because having studied the Holocaust and seen other groups of Jews, most of them were not nearly as optimistic. Take, um, if you look, if you take a look at Maus, the, um, Jews in the ghetto were not optimistic whatsoever about being taken to Auschwitz. They believed that it was worse. But the Jews here were optimistic, thinking that they were legitimately getting relocated. Um, additionally, um, I also want to know what's going to happen to, um, I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce her name because it's so incredibly difficult, but um, the lady who was screaming about fire outside the, um, in the cattle cars, uh, I wonder what's going to happen to her. I, unfortunately, I think she's just going to be gassed, but I wonder if she's going to protest or whatnot. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm very curious. And finally, um, will Hilda and B, the two older sisters in the Weasel family, survive Auschwitz, or at least the initial selection, because, um, based off my knowledge of Auschwitz and Joseph Mengele, they were old enough for Mengele to spare them, likely. If Eli's 15, then they are likely at least a couple years older, and around 16 and up or so would be accepted as long as they were physically fit. So, unless they have any chronic illnesses or such, um, I would believe that they would be sent to the work camp. So, <clears throat> I, but yeah, I wonder if they're going to survive Auschwitz, or if it's just going to be Eli, or something else. Anyways, that's it for tonight. I hope you all have an amazing day, and I will see you next week.